Hello, listeners, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in and joining us. Um, Just wanted to give you a heads up on this week's episode. It's going to look a little different than what we've grown accustomed to, as I had Dustin Rogers on the podcast, and uh, the interview on creation went long enough and was so good that I didn't have any way to edit it down. Uh, So what you're going to see over the course of the next two weeks is part one and part two of the doctrine of the creation of the world with Dustin Rogers, and I, I just thought the content was too good to break it to break it down or to edit it down. And so we're giving it in two parts. So this week will be the first part and next week will be the next part. I know you'll enjoy our time with Dustin Rogers and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Midweek in the Word, where each week we seek to become better readers, hearers, and doers of God's Word. This podcast is brought to you by Faith Bible Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. Now, here is your host, Faith Bible Church's Adult Ministries Pastor, Pastor Brad Myers. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Midweek in the Word. Thanks for taking the time to join us this week for finding time in your busy schedule to join us as we continue our What Does the Bible Say About series here on the podcast. If you've been with us over the last few weeks, you know that we've established a little bit about the doctrines of Scripture and then the three members of the Trinity. Um, I hope you enjoyed those discussions as we had Tom and Dean on the podcast. It was a joy to discuss the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we hope that was encouraging to you. Uh, Though this week we are moving on to from God to the created order, to the creation that God has given us. Uh, but first, before we actually get into that, I'm really pleased to announce that we have another new guest on the podcast, probably not an unfamiliar one to you, but a new guest on the podcast, Dustin Rogers, the lead pastor at Heritage Bible Church across town, uh, was willing to step on the podcast and talk about creation this week. Dustin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming. Thank you, man. It's good to be with you. I'm really looking forward to our discussion. I'm looking forward to our listeners getting to hear not only about you and your church, but also Mm -hmm. about this incredible doctrine of creation that the Bible gives us. But listeners, before we get into that, let me just remind you that Tom wrapped up his Follow Me sermon series this last Sunday by talking about Matthew 7, verses 24 through 27, and he talked about how there's two foundations we can build our lives on and challenged us with that text. If you missed Tom's message or any of the other ones from his Follow Me sermon series, I'd encourage you to check out our website or podcast feed to find those. You can go to faithbiblelincoln.org, hit the resources tab, and click on the sermon series button, and you can find all those old ep- or those old sermons. Or you can always follow our sermons feed podcast. Just search for Faith Bible Church, Lincoln, Nebraska, and select the podcast with the black background and the white letters wherever you get your podcasts. Now, listeners, you you may not be familiar with Dustin Rogers, uh, so I want to give him just a moment to introduce himself and his church before we dive into this doctrine of creation. Uh, So, Dustin, what is your one-minute testimony for our listeners? Well, I uh, grew up in a home that uh, would have proclaimed Christ to me from an early age, so very thankful for that. Both of my parents are believers. My dad is now a pastor. Mm. He wasn't when I was growing up, but uh, we kind of became pastors about the same time, uh, roughly 20 years ago. And uh, yet I grew up in a really godly home, just mm. really thankful for uh, my parents. Uh, grew up down south, um, born in Kentucky, raised mostly in North Carolina Okay, okay. Uh, before migrating out here to Nebraska. But uh, as far as my, my testimony with regard to 
my relationship with Jesus. Of course, uh, I'm not a Christian because I grew up in a Christian home. <laughs> I'm a Christian because uh, God chose to save me, and I'm, I'm just mm. so eternally grateful for that. Um, I remember about the age of seven or eight, I remember hearing the gospel as though for the first time. I know I had heard it before many times, but I remember hearing the gospel presented to me, and it just made total sense. Mm. I, I understood I was a sinner, that only Jesus could save me. I couldn't save myself. And I remember it just immediately, mm. you know, surrendering to that message and thinking that this is the only thing I could do, right? Yeah. Um, so in a very different way, but in a very similar way, I, I feel like the Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus, you mm. know, it's like when Jesus met him there, um, of course, he was Saul at that point. When <laughs> Jesus met him there, it was like he wasn't trying to make a decision. Yeah. It was an overwhelming, you know, obvious <laughs> choice, you know, to trust in Jesus and uh, to sort of surrender your life uh, to Christ. So it's kind of how I feel about it, although I wasn't living like a big wayward life or anything like that. Yeah. I was a pretty good kid. Um, I knew I was a sinner, and I knew mm-hmm. that, that Christ alone could save me, and I remember trusting in Christ uh, at that age and uh, and then walking it out in, in little by little, uh, progressive sanctification, God working in my life as a young man. So really thankful that God brought me to himself early in mm. life and thankful for the uh, childhood I had in a really godly home. Mm. And uh, and then, you know, when I was in high school, the Lord began really just tugging at my heart, my heart towards ministry. Mm. So um, I don't know if we want to get into all of that, but... <laughs> Uh, that's probably more than a minute, but there you go. <laughs> we'll hear uh, just a little bit, obviously, want to talk about that that subject, but it's it's such a good reminder. One of the things I always ran into in youth ministry uh, was students saying that they didn't have that exciting, would be, quote unquote, the right. terminology testimony, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but such a grace of God that totally. he saves some of us so early and keeps us from some of that. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's a so good I reminder. Used to, I used to struggle, maybe this will help some of your listeners, I used to struggle with assurance quite a bit when I was mm. in uh, junior high and high school. And uh, what you're talking about was was really at the center of my struggle. Mm. Uh, the struggle was that, you know, I would listen to preachers talk about how, you know, uh, if you are a Christian, like God dramatically changed your life, right? Mm-hmm. Like you could look back and see like, this was my life, I was a mess, you know, and yep. now I'm right with God, etc. And uh, when I began to process that in those moments, I began to doubt my salvation. Like, mm. I, I don't, you know, have this huge history yep. of living in sin or whatever, yeah. anti-God. wasn't that way for me. Um, and so what God ended up doing in my heart and life through wise counsel, through the Word of God, is to show me, like, that's not the substance of my relationship with Jesus, the substance of my relationship with, with, with relationship with Jesus is faith. Simply, the fact that Jesus died for me. Um, everything about what secures my relationship with Him is outside of me. Hmm. It's not in me. It's not um, something that I have done or ever will do, or the change I will ever make. Rather, the change is what occurs in me because of what happened outside of me. Hmm. And Am I trusting in that? Am I simply trusting in what Jesus did for me? Um, and the more I, I began to understand that, the more God started to work security in my heart yeah. and mind and soul to understand this is not 
about what you do for me, <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> this is about what I have done for you. And um, yeah, so for what it's worth, that that was um, big for me as a junior high and high school kid who did struggle with assurance because I didn't yeah. have that you know dramatic yep. testimony. Yep. But at the end of the day, every single testimony is the same, yep. right? We're all sinners. Yep. We are dead. And only God can bring us alive. Amen. And only God can give us eyes to see. And he did that for me as mm-hmm. a seven, seven-ish uh, year old boy, and I'm so thankful for that. Amen. Very good. Well, obviously, you've mentioned that you have been a pastor for 20 years already. Mm-hmm. Uh, fill us in a little bit. How did you end up on staff at Heritage Bible, and uh, what's your current role there? Yeah, so I spent seven years in youth ministry uh, in Virginia. I was a youth pastor at a Baptist church out there, and uh, every year uh, there we would look for a ministry, church plant, or some sort of mission that we could take some of our teenagers away to do missional-type mm. things. And uh, my, my wife, uh, Catherine, uh, mentioned to me one day, look, my uncle is a part of this group of people in Lincoln, Nebraska, that's trying to start a church. Maybe we could go help them. And um, and I was like, yeah, why not? Sure. So we called yeah. him up and uh, arranged to come out here and bring some of our teenagers. So we did. We brought, uh, there was about 20 of us that came from Virginia out here to Lincoln to try to help uh, this group of people. Well, between the time that we agreed to come and actually came, the guy that was going to lead this, a church plant, had decided it wasn't for him, and he Mm. had left. And so it was just simply a group of people that were still meeting and were really quite unsure if they were going to stick out the vision. And um, so they called and let us know that that's where they were. They still kind of wanted us to come, but they let us know. And we were like, well, we've already bought tickets. You know, we've already got the plans laid. So, um, And God was using all of this. But um, Mm. we said, well, we'll still come. So we did. Um, We came out here in the summer of 2008 and tried to encourage these people and did some ministry among them. And then after that, they kind of reached out to us and said, what about you? You know, Would you mm. consider coming to lead this uh, church plant? And um, God really led us that way. To make a, a, a longer story short, God led us here, mm. and so thankful for it. But uh, we ended up moving out here in 2009 and locking arms with those people, and together, um, by God's grace, we planted Heritage Bible Church in September of 2009. Very good. That's so. that's a fun story. I <laughs> I don't know. You know, Dean has kind of a similar story. I don't know why it takes such a, a miraculous intervention to get people out of the South to come to the Midwest, but uh, without comment anymore on that. On that. Um, we so, love it here. We love it. We that's love good. It. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. That's a, that's a fun story. I don't think I've ever heard that story before, Dustin, yeah. actually. Yeah. Okay, so real quickly then, um, our listeners may not be overly familiar with Heritage Bible. Okay. Could you fill us in a little bit about, about your church? Yeah, we um, have been around for about 12 years now. Yeah. And uh, it's a great church on the north side. Uh, we are very passionate about uh, reaching into Northeast Lincoln and uh, specifically the Havelock community. Mm. Um, it's a great church. Uh, we are uh, passionate about the gospel and gospel-centeredness, um, uh, preaching the Bible uh, every week, engaging in community. Yeah. Um, a lot of the same convictions that uh, faith Bible has. We are yep. privileged to be able to partner with faith and 
many ways, and uh, Faith Bible has been a huge blessing uh, to us uh, from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Pastor Tom was um, an immediate friend uh, for me and, and mentor, and mm-hmm. uh, just so thankful for this ministry um, and for how God's using faith here. Heritage is a great church, though. I just love it. So thankful to be able to serve um, there as one of the pastors um, and serve amongst an elder team of eight guys that I'd go to war with. I mean, mm-hmm. Our elder team, uh, of which I'm just one elder, like, man, uh, I just love those men. I'm so thankful for them, for their influence in my life and uh, and in shepherding God's people there. But, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Heritage is the kind of church I always dreamed to be a part of. And cool. so I'm just thrilled to be, you know, there as a congregant, um, much less one of the leaders of it. So... Uh, really humbled by that and just thankful for what God's doing up there. Mm, very good. Well, I know we've been blessed by your partnership. I know we've done a number of endeavors with Heritage Bible, and it's a joy to serve God in the Lincoln community with you guys. and know that we're brothers in arms on that, and we've just appreciated that opportunity as well. Um, we like to say that if you cross north, if you cross the, the O Street barrier north, you're, you're just getting into the promised land. So <laughs> there there we go. Come on up. If you guys want to peer into the promised land, you can come on up and check out Havelock. It's, it's a pretty good place. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the irony of that is, I, I don't know if I've ever told you or not, the irony of that is my wife and I, when we were living on the north side of town, we actually attempted to visit Heritage Bible before we ever visited right? Faith Bible Church. You'll love this. Because um, we were living on North 84th Street. We came over and could not find <laughs> find Heritage Bible. We couldn't find, like, we were like, I'm pretty sure we're in the right place, but we couldn't find the entrance to the church. By the time we figured it out, we were so late that we were That's embarrassed. Awesome. And so, again, God's hand in all of this, yep. you know, and what's supposed to happen. Okay, la- right. last question here for you real quick, Lynn. Uh, what is a favorite Bible verse of yours and why? Uh, there's so many, uh, Brad, but as I was thinking about this, I thought uh, Galatians 2, 20 and 21. Um just what Paul says there in context of him defending the doctrine of justification by grace through faith. He says, I'm crucified with Christ. Mm. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And but what I love about that is um, that not only is Paul defending justification by grace through faith, but he's also saying this is motivational for me every day. Yeah. Um, that I'm living by faith. This is not my own power, my own strength that gets me to God or that keeps me motoring on. It's it's His strength, it's His grace, it's His power. And um, I have just loved the, those verses. Uh, I say those verses, verse 21 then goes on to say, and I will not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness comes mm-hmm. through the law, Christ died needlessly. Yeah. Um, they have become just so passionate about the preservation of the purity of the gospel. Um, we are so tempted, uh, as, as I think one commentator writes, to smuggle our works into the mm. justification of God by faith. Yep. We're so tempted to smuggle our own effort and our own works into that picture, and I think we are sort of contributing, you know, in some way to um, our salvation. Yep. When the gospel is so explicitly clear, uh, we are saved by grace alone through faith alone, in Christ alone, for the glory of God alone. These yep. are the solas, you know, yep. of the Reformation. Yep. And I think it's really encapsulated well in Galatians 2, 20 and 21. So for me, it's, it's, it's a beautiful verse to get at the heart of the gospel, but also it's a beautiful verse for daily motivation. 
Mm. He died for me. Amen. I, I live today, but man, I, I live in Christ by His strength and motivated by His work. Amen. Just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking with Tom about the work of the Spirit. We talked about keeping in step with the Spirit. You know, the life you've been granted, now keep in step with the Spirit and that reality, that incredible reminder. Amen. Very good. Very good. Well, let's let's try and dive into our subject here. Thanks for taking the time to introduce yourself a little bit, listeners. Hopefully, it gives you a flavor for who Dustin is and why we invited him on the podcast. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to this discussion on creation, probably a familiar doctrine to most of our listeners. Let's just dive in here, Dustin. What does the Bible say about creation? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. I just would start by saying I think it's unfortunate sometimes that when that question is asked, immediately people uh, will kind of go on the defensive. <laughs> they jump into their right. camps, right? Yeah, 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 jump into the camps of, of conviction about um, creation and talk about like age of the earth, right, and, and different theories about that. I would like to start by saying the Bible teaches from front to back that creation is a demonstration of the glory of God. Amen. What the Bible teaches about creation is that out of nothing, God spoke this world into existence. And this world, in all of its beauty, though it's cursed by the fall for sure, in all of its beauty that we can still see from day to day, this world is a manifestation of the glory of God, mm-hmm. such that you and I, Brad, should wake up every day and walk outside our doors and go, wow, <laughs> God is amazing. God is so good. I mean, it's phenomenal that the sun is just there every morning and warming this planet. It's phenomenal that it goes down and we have you know, these hours of darkness whereby we can sleep and rest and, and, it's, and it's different, right? Uh, there's a division between days that God designed, and it's beautiful. We, yeah. we take these things for granted. Yeah. And the moon comes up, and the stars come up, and, and they provide light, but they also provide us a way in which to see into the universe to go, man, it's huge out there, <laughs> right? Yeah. So when, when the sun yeah. goes down and, and the stars come out, and through telescopes you can look out and see galaxies, etc., you go, God is great, yeah. He's incredible. So whether it's dark out or light out, everything in front of us is going, someone made this, and that someone is great. Yeah. That someone is phenomenal in every way, and he's worthy of worship. Yeah. I think that's what the Bible teaches. So a couple of texts to just um, tether this to Scripture. Psalm 104, 24. Oh, Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom, you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Here's mm-hmm. the sea, great and wide, which teems with creatures innumerable, living things, both small and great. There go the ships and Leviathan, which you formed to play in it. These all look to you. I mean, it just goes on and on, but the whole chapter of Psalm 104, that whole song is just mm-hmm. uh, an anthem to the glory of God displayed in creation. Of course, yeah. perhaps the most famous one, the heavens declare the glory of God. <laughs> right. Right? Right. I was thinking about Isaiah 40 on my ride down here. Isaiah 40 is, is just phenomenal. Verse 13, who has, or excuse me, verse 12, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens with a span, enclosed the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains <coughs> and scales and the hills in a balance. 
Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Ever been to the mountains and just marveled at, you know, what you see? Man, what it should do in our hearts is go, God is great. Mm. God is great. His, his glory is, is too much for us even really to grasp. So I think the big takeaway in any discussion about creation ought to be that it depicts and manifests the greatness and glory of God. Mm. Yeah. Uh, obviously, those immortal words, Genesis 1, in the beginning, God. That's right. You know, I mean, that's the paradigm that creation, or that the Bible, it starts the whole story right? of Scripture with. Um, the book of Genesis, obviously, that God was preexistent and that God created everything. That incredible right. reality. That's a good point. It, it does speak to his preexistence, that God is eternal. He exists yeah. outside of time, but as an eternal being, he created time and he created this planet. And it all just reflects his glory. It also reflects a lot of other things about him when you consider um, what he made, yeah. you know, with regard to the earth, with regard to space, with regard to especially his creation of man. Mm. And this gets into the mystery of the gospel. Why would God want to have a relationship with me? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this mystery, I don't think that there is a perfect answer to that. God did not need anything. It's not like he was lacking friendship. Yep. Yep. Uh, You've already talked about the Trinity. I assume that you've talked about this beautiful, uh, holy, um, uh, co-equal fellowship that the Father, the Son, and the Spirit share together. They weren't lacking anything when they, as one, created us, but they did. God, Father, Son, Spirit created the world and created us to share in his glory. Um, so when you, when you talk about that sixth day of creation, when God created man and put him in the garden, man, what a phenomenal start to a whole story that we might just uh, tag as the story of redemption, whereby God created man, man fell, but God continued relentlessly to move toward us to redeem us, even at cost of the second person of the Trinity's earthly mm. life. Even at that great cost, he moved toward us to have a relationship with us, to draw us into fellowship with him. And this should be invigorating our hearts yeah. with love for him and with incredible joy about who he is. So creation is a manifestation of who God is in so many ways. So obviously, we're not going to cover this in 25 minutes, yeah. um, but... Yeah, when you think about creation, I just want to encourage your listeners, you should think about the greatness of God, the glory of God, and the greatness of God in all of his attributes. Yeah. Everything he makes reflects back to him. Yep. So when we talk about our personhood, our identities, we, we often talk about it in terms of the imago dei, that we are made in the image of God. And and. There again, you have this understanding that God is reflecting himself, reflecting his attributes and his glory in what he has made. Yeah. And the response should be in unison. <laughs> the re- response should be worship. Yeah. Right? Worship. Yeah. It's reflected in statements even by Jesus when the yep. Pharisees refused to worship yep. him. He said, even the rocks will cry out, <laughs> right? right? Even the yeah. rocks will cry out yeah. in worship of him. So, yeah. What, is, what does the Bible teach about creation? 
it, creation's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal in the Bible uh, because what, what it's saying is, what it's signaling for us is that God has revealed himself. He's disclosed himself generally, yeah. naturally, through what he has made, and that that's wonderful to behold. Amen. Amen. Very good. Well, you've mentioned Psalm 104. You've mentioned Isaiah 40. Mm-hmm. Any other key passages that our listeners should keep in mind that you want to add to that list? <laughs> well, I'm sitting here listening to you, and I'm, I'm thinking of Job, you know, wow, and God saying, good. Job, where were you when I created the foundations of the earth? Where were you when I set the boundaries between the sea and the land? All of this wow. list that's just, Job, <laughs> all of this was created for me, and you wanted me to answer to you? Right. I just I, I can't well help but think of Job. <laughs> Job. Any other passages our listeners should keep in mind? Well said. Well, uh, to your point, there's so many. Yeah. There's yeah. so many. Uh, creation comes up everywhere. Um, so we could just list off a lot. <laughs> um, you know, Colossians one, Romans one. Yeah. Yeah. And different applications from each of these texts. Um, like you mentioned, Job. Different applications from all of these, but all of them really kind of feeding back to this reality that God is God. We are not God. Yep. He is God. He's infinite. He's wonderful. He's lovely. He's good. He's righteous. He's great, right? Yeah. And all of it demands worship. Yeah. All right. But to your main question... The low-hanging fruit there is Genesis 1. Yeah. <laughs> right. It would seem, it would seem appropriate Gen- to talk about Genesis, Genesis 1 and 2. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're, yeah, if you want to talk about creation, you got to go there. Well, listeners, I apologize to have to cut off the interview there. I do hope you've enjoyed the time so far with Dustin Rogers as he's addressed uh, both what does the Bible say about creation and where is that teaching found in Scripture. Uh, We'll have to leave the rest of this interview to next week's podcast. I hope you'll tune back in and hear the rest of it as he talks about the disagreements uh, within Orthodox believers and the heresies that we run into on this doctrine of Scripture, and then really talks about how it impacts the way we live our lives. I really hope you tune in for the conclusion of this interview next week. Uh, But until we get there, let me just remind you that this coming Sunday, we have Tom launching us into a new sermon series entitled Dear Church, uh, which will be based upon the seven churches of Revelation, those first three chapters of the book of Revelation uh, that you may be familiar with. And I I really encourage you to join us for for that series as it will be encouraging, it will be challenging, um, but it will hopefully be worshipful as we experience Christ's words to his bride, the church there in Revelation 1 through three. And that's it for this week's episode. Uh, Like I said, thanks for joining us for this week. And uh, if it's been helpful to you, please share it, rate the podcast or comment on it to help other people find it. And don't forget to tune in next week for the conclusion of this interview with Dustin Rogers. And we hope you join us again next week for Midweek in the Word. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To learn more about Faith Bible Church, please visit our website at www.faithbiblelincoln.org. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for Faith Bible Church, Lincoln, Nebraska, or on Twitter at the handle at FBC Lincoln. As for this week, we'll leave you with Paul's words to Timothy. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith.